Stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. We are joined on the line by obstetrician, gynecologist Dr. Mbumezenda, who's no stranger to the show. She's basically here to help us unpack vaginal tearing on the show. Good morning. Good morning, Doc. Happy New Year. Good morning. Good morning, Dombi. Happy New Year to you and our listeners. Thank you so much, uh, Doc, for always answering our call and giving us your your time as well as your knowledge uh, around, um, you know, all things giving birth. You name it. You name it. Uh, Doc, let's talk about vaginal tearing during birth. Yes. Now, we have listeners that called in, to- told us their experience. Some said they received 17 stitches. Some tore wow. down. Some tore up. Listen, the stories are a lot and they are somewhat scary. I want to start with listener questions, right? One said, Olerato, she said she gave, birth, she gave birth two years ago and she is still in pain because... She went to a, she gave birth at a public hospital and they didn't stitch her properly. She then went again to get it checked out and they said, well, it, it wasn't done properly. And she wants to know two years later, can she go to a private hospital and uh, get the stitching done correctly? Absolutely, yes, you definitely can. Um, it is quite common and it is difficult to say that sometimes when it is not stitched properly they may experience pain or discomfort mm. um so it can be what we call a revision of a scar um uh, and so i would definitely say specifically go to a gynecologist mm. um so that they can assess where the pain is sometimes you'll find especially if they've used and i hope to god not if they've used a non-absorbable stitch you mm. find that it, it, it keeps irritating the patient if it hasn't come out properly. So it is so important that you get to a gynecologist and get that sorted out. She did mention that there's still a piece of flesh that she can feel um, um, and that is quite painful. Yeah. So so as if you've got pain, if you've got discomfort, if it has changed the quality of your life, mm. your sexual your sexual well-being, please do, do go see a gynecologist. I, I am pretty sure there is something that can be done about it. Wonderful. Doc, here's another question from our listener. Um, she asked, does having a dry delivery cause third-degree stitch, result in a third-degree stitch? Right. Her, her water didn't break uh, during birth. That's what basically she's saying by a dry delivery. Okay, so maybe let us just uh, uh, sort of make that a little bit more accurate. Mm. There's no such a there's no such a thing as a dry delivery. Okay, this is because the baby will not come out without those membranes being ruptured mm. or without us. So she may not have had her water break whilst um, the labor started at home, mm. but at the time of delivery, when she is fully, if when she's fully dilated, in fact, it can happen at any time, sometimes earlier than fully dilated, but if she's fully dilated, the first thing we will do is rupture those membranes. So she cannot have, mm. um, th- there's no such a thing as a dry delivery, but a third degree tear is very possible, especially if the lower side of the, um, of the vagina, the lower bottom part, was not supported appropriately mm. during during the the crowning and the coming out of the head of the of the baby. Um, what we often will do 
to avoid something like a so maybe i, I don't know Dumb, if we can go you get three type or four yes actually. please yeah so the types of tears first second and third degree third and fourth the first and second are quite are quite okay they are the first one is just more on the superficial layer of the of the vagina mm. the, the as you go deeper in the layers and it cuts to the muscles then the, the it changes in terms of how we label it the ones that we often shy away from is the third degree tape because it involves the top the middle and the muscle sure. layer and may even go and goes into the um the rectum there's a very thin line between the vagina and the the anus or the the backside mm. and so part of being very careful and making sure that you support what we call the perineum which is that lower bottom part of the vagina as the baby is coming out we support it so that it doesn't tear mm. down that is the mm. mo- that is the most vulnerable part in fact one of the things that we will do is we then rather cut an episiotomy which is basically just redirecting the pressure to the side um of the vagina because there are no uh, delicate organs there it's better to stitch there I than see. for the tear to rip all the way and may even involve the rectum it's a nightmare you end up with fistulas you get sure. um, feces from the back coming to the front and it is a horrendous experience sure how common is tearing during birth uh it is very common uh particularly with the first time delivery mm. um because there's usually quite a lot of stretching it is quite common especially if you we've had to use some kind of instrumentation or assisting in the delivery it could be what we call forceps um um so that can also increase the chances of somebody having tears but also when the delivery happens very quickly and mm. what we call mm. a, a, precip- a precipitous delivery that doesn't allow the midwife or the doctor that's attending to you to support your 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 perineum on time that also um uh, can cause uh, uh, vaginal tears to happen more commonly yeah. so the most important thing is having really your your doctor your midwife literally there at the time of delivery and sometimes unfortunately in public you can get a couple of women delivering at the same time mm. um and by the time you get there although we are supposed to from just guidelines and 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 just safety safety measures every patient technically should have a midwife um dedicated to them or a doctor dedicated to them nobody should ever deliver um on their own but we know that it has happened particularly when it comes to our overwhelmed um public yeah. health spaces yeah uh, dr zenda how long does it take to heal and i know i'm asking you a question similar to how long is a piece of string because depending yeah. on how badly you tore yes. uh, it, it yes. depends on how quickly or how quickly you'll heal yeah so in general particularly if it is either first second um degree tear that is likely to 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 heal within a couple of days up to about 14 days or so mm. but this also like i said like, i mean exactly what you're saying it depends also on how well the wound has been taken care of because um if it gets infected then it takes longer to heal um if it uh, uh, um if you're not getting the right if you don't have maybe if you needed antibiotics you know um th- that becomes a problem as well mm. the ones that become a little bit more problematic are um especially the third degree and fourth degree sure um 
third degree is is can be a little bit can take long and is probably more painful as well because it generally will involve that whole lower so literally it almost connects your vaginal opening with your anal oh opening, my goodness anal region opening that's yeah. that's how it is um fourth degree is is the worst that one um they there's so many things that needs to be taken into consideration it needs to be sutured immediately mm. um within the first 24 hours if it's not we have a problem then you end up having to involve the surgeons um you people may end up having what we call uh the stoma and the and the stoma bag where we redirect now oh my the, word we redirect stool to keep that area clean to prepare it for uh, a surgery so by you know i always you know even with whether we are teaching you know juniors and stuff one of the most important things in labor please support that perineum and make sure that um your lady is is if you have to i would rather you cut an episiotomy because mm. that mm. is way better for the patient to deal with than than a tear that is just that just ripped on its own sure now can a woman's vagina go back to normal after tearing Uh, <laughs> the clicking of the tongue just <laughs> always, you know the first thing that comes to mind don't be, I'm like you know one thing I love about a vagina is it is a very forgiving organ yeah you know um in that it heals well but there is no such a thing as going back it's the same it's like saying will I ever get back to normal after delivery mm. no you will now you are a mom now you are there's a new person in your life mm. your body will change somewhat um but i think for the purpose of to or, or rather to a point where you are comfortable with you know afterwards you don't have prolapse you don't have um uh, uh, you, your sexual uh, life hasn't been affected i think those things where it becomes a problem um uh, is when you start experiencing discomfort and pain like our listener that uh, gave us the first question um then it's not a then it's not okay so yes for the most part you will go back to some kind of normalcy mm. to be functional and enjoy but it's never going to be the same healthy. but it's just like when you when you have a birthday like you'll never be <laughs> the, like the year you were before once you've turned a different year you will never be the same ngiyakuza and angifuna ukuthi lelela into it's also to take away that that pressure that sometimes we go into wanting to bounce back into perfection yes. after delivery yes your body has done something really incredible after a delivery please allow yourself to heal and find your own way of what your new normal is mm, i hear you doctor i hear you contact details for those people maybe that want to correct uh, uh, some stitching that uh, happened and they're not happy about or they're still experiencing a lot of discomfort and maybe they want you to be they go to doctor where can they get a hold sure. of you doc So I am based at Morningside Medical Clinic Suits 311 uh, Suits uh, Lower Ground Number 3 and it is corner of Rivonia and Hill Road. Mm-hmm. That's Morningside Medical Clinic. Um you can get us either on our website on our social pages at dr.gaini uh drop us a dm and we will try and get back to you as soon as possible. Before I let you go, I I know you have a brand new handbook called Mommy, my body's changing. Can you please tell oh, us yay. a bit about that? Yes. 
<laughs> oh man, that is such a, a work of love. Um, it is literally, I call it the the plug for parents, for parents and kids. Mm. There is this misconception that we, uh, or rather than a misconception, this difficulty as parents we have in talking to our children about puberty. Yes, this is the first installment and it focuses primarily on the girls, but it's basically meant to create that environment where parents, uh, guardians, teachers, are able to have conversations with the girls. So we address both the girl and the parent regarding um, all sorts of different things regarding puberty. Um, so that is out in stores. It's an exclusive box. We can, you can get it from our offices we have or um, at www.publisher.co.za. Oh, that's um, wonderful. I, I really, for me, this was important, especially as a parent, um, having had a mother who was a midwife mm. and struggled a lot. So it doesn't matter how educated you are. Mm. If you find that you have difficulties, please grab yourself a copy. Um, kids are going back to school now and it'll, it's really helpful for the girls to have it in their book, in their backpack. Yes. And just gets them that confidence of coming of age is actually a really cool thing. I can imagine a school incorporating this book as part of their curriculum as well, you know, just 100%. helping these conversations uh, be normalized. And, and it's easy to talk about periods. It's easy to talk about sex and sexuality. Um, so I'm so glad you wrote this book, Doctor. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much, Domi. And uh, I, I hope the powers that be when it comes to, you know, Department of Education yeah. uh, uh, and even Department of Health, because yes. one of the big things um, that was missing when I worked with the schools in particular was that parents were never involved. And I do believe that's part of the reason why parents kind of kick out this uh, the, the, the the life orientation curriculum at the moment. They were never consulted and we kind of just assumed parents mm. know, but it gives them a lot of anxiety and mistrust um, to just hand over, you teach my child whatever, on yeah. something so important yeah. when they themselves are not part of that um, those sessions and those teachings. We should get parents more involved and uh, uh, actually take more cues from parents rather than as the Department of Health just decide, okay, this is what's going to go or Department of Education, this is going to go, this won't go. Most definitely. Doc, thank you so, so much for always giving us your time and uh, putting this incredible book together. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dumbi, and thanks to the listeners. Wonderful. There you go. We just had a wonderful conversation with Dr. Mbumezenda, who um, has a book called Mommy, My Body is Changing, a girl in Bloom's trusty handbook, a handbook rather, for growing up. It's a wonderful, wonderful book to have, especially if uh, you're a single dad struggling with a little girl whose body is changing, you know? It will make for a wonderful gift as well. So thank you so much, Doctor. If you missed it, catch the Rewind on radio2000.co.za.